Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Yo, what's happening? It's your boy, Ari Spears. Andy Steinberg. Welcome to the Spears and Steinberg podcast, a.k.a. The Jew. And the Jerk. Yo, what's happening? Uh, coming to you live from the Stanky Danky. Uh, <laughs> Tampa, Florida, man. Ebor City. Uh, or as I refer to, Ehor City. You know, I, I, I know I said this before, but uh, of all the places in Florida, and I and as I say, I love performing in Florida, Southern Florida, because the hills are top-notch. Uh, but I have to really put this in its honest place. Um, Miami, of course, South Beach is numero uno. Um, uh then I would say West Palm. No, I'd say Fort Lauderdale. Then West Palm. Then Orlando. Uh, then Tampa, then Jacksonville. T- Tampa and Jacksonville is the side bitch to the rest of the Florida, Florida, Florida cities. Um, there's some real skanks uh, that roam that Ebor city when the club is over. I mean, some shit boxes. Um, ah, goodness. But yeah, here we are. Um, and listen, man, of course, beauty comes in all colors, white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Um, so I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on my beautiful black Nubian sisters and queens because y'all, you know, sisters, there's some bad bitches of all flavors and there's some skanks of all flavors. But uh, I think I'm finally at that point where it's like, you know what? I can't do ghetto hoes. Um, black ghetto hoes. I just, you know, something about you motherfuckers, uh, you you dumpster bitches, from the look to the ghettoness, multicolored hair, shenane type, matted down, greasy sideburns, feet look like uh, used cigar, <laughs> cigar blunts, 
toes look like used cigar blunts. I, I just, you know, ghetto bitches. I just, ugh. Ghetto black bitches make me sick. Um, and, and you hoes need to stop running around in public with your scarves and your rags on and, and stop looking like slaves. Um, there's some skanks in this motherfucker, man. You forgot your top pet peeve. Oh, the feet. Well, that's that's the white girl thing. You saw that last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I just think it's sick. That was, those three white girls last night. Right. One of them, right, was super hot. Yeah, but her feet was on and concrete on the ground. Yeah, I, I just again that I, I've, I've, I have a I have a love hate relationship with feet. I love a good toe game on a bitch, but um, feet in public just I, I just don't. Again, when you take your shoes and your socks off. And you and you just in public, it, it it just it feels like you're invading my privacy. I mean, invading my space. Um, feet just feel personal to me. Like when you put your socks off, take your socks and your shoes off. You should be at home, man. Like you know, I, I just like even last night when I left to go to the show. As I'm leaving my hotel room, you know these Hilton Garden Inns, they're all the same. Uh, they got like you know, kind of like booths with TVs and shit in the lobby. And it was just this family, uh, family, white family, uh, dude, his wife, and another dude, another adult woman. And this bitch was just laid out sideways on the couch with her feet out. And like she was at home in the bed. And I just wanted to go, bitch, get up. Just shit on her. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, there's there's some there's some skankaroos in this motherfucker, man. Some of them bitches on 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 Ebor's just trash, nigga. That's clinical pussy. By the way, this is Spears and Steinberg. Yeah, the June the jerk. Welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, but nonetheless, man. Um, Ebor, baby. Uh, those chickens, man. They have they have free range roosters, chickens just running around here. They're legally protected, and I was walking. From the club to my condo. The chickens are protected? All these, well, not the ones in the grocery store, but the no, ones. No, no, the ones in the street, they're yeah. legally protected? They're legally protected. You're not allowed to touch them. But niggas is getting shot by cops. The chickens get protection, not the niggas. Chickens aren't dangerous. Niggas are dangerous? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, chick, the fucking rooster oh, chased they, me. They, they, they killing niggas to stop from eating the birds. The birds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was gonna. He was gonna eat the bird. Right. Right. Um, I I got my rolly back too close to one, mm-hmm. and the rooster thought that I was trying to get one of the chickens. I guess right. he thought the rolly bag was. He didn't know what it was. Right. And uh, it, it started chasing me down the street. I had really? to, I had to run. The rooster, they're not nice. Like roosters, right. if they fuck with you, they right. fuck with you. Yeah. Um, I want to read some emails. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're ready to jump into yeah, this. Yeah, I, I got about five on the way here, uh, and some of these are really at you. Um, yeah, let's go. Ah, uh, who's this from? Um, Ant Smash. What's happening, Ant? Yo, bros, what's good? Hope y'all chilling. I originally wanted to send this to Andy's Instagram DMs, but for some reason, I felt mad weird about it. I had Aries on deck, so I just emailed him. So listen, Andy, I just listened to the last podcast episode, and you and Aries got into it about the Nigga News Network. You are the first Jew I've ever seen to pass up an I Can Say Nigga membership. I get you don't want to say nigga. You ain't got to do it if you don't want to. But I will say this. 
Aries is right in the context of comedy. I want to bring up two moments. There was a series of skits from Mad TV where Aries basically did the Nigga News Network where he had one of two black dudes on there, and the, and, and actually that skit is reality check. Um, uh, and, and he had two black dudes on there and one, two, two white people. Uh, in one skit, he had two bros and Michael McDonald. Mike was trying to relate to them but only made matters worse all the way until the end. Then topped it off with calling the guys niggas like he was on the stoop. The shit was hilarious, and the skit is on YouTube. It's called Reality Check. Not Reality Check. Uh, Real Motherfucking Talk with Dollar Bill Montgomery, and I think the guests were Snoop Dogg and the Bishop, uh, the Bishop Don Juan. Um, but anyway, second was the Boondocks. Did a whole episode on that incident way back when a teacher called a student nigga. They got one of the whitest actors in Hollywood. I don't know this dude's name to say nigga 800 times, and they got Adam West to say it on a different episode. Adam West just saying that is all the pro- pricelessness in the world. The whole time I was dying, and you know niggas were too. I understand you're just uncomfortable saying it, but dog, when I saw you tell a joke about your black friend at Hartford and the crowd laughed at the punchline, so they know, it's, they know what's funny. Doing skits about it. Yeah, everyone's done them before, but it's your own take. Disney's been doing that shit since day one, and they make billions. Holla. You do, brother. Uh, you do you, brother, but just know it ain't racist if it's funny. Next. Oh, you want me to just keep going? You yeah. want to comment? Well, you, I, I can comment on it, but I'll rather comment at the end. Uh-huh. What was that? A copy? Yeah, no, a copy. That was a copy. Yeah. Uh, that was so good you wanted to read it twice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, geez, this is kind of... Let me see if I can... This one might be kind of wrong, but fuck it. Uh, okay. Well, comment about that one, because this is a different one, and I don't okay. want to be mashing too much shit together. Okay, and I got I got some emails too. So okay. we'll go we'll go through this couple of things line by line. Um, one, I say it on stage. It's not an uncomfortability of understanding if it's funny in context and it's worth doing. That's that's let's just put that as the bar. Is it worth doing? When we got into it about the the crowd and I said Jamie Kennedy did that in that uh, movie what I can't ever remember the name of that movie. Yeah, what, where he plays the rapper, yeah. white rapper. And that was such an iconic piece that if you do anything, it has to have, like you said, it has to have its own take. I didn't feel like what we were talking about really had its own take. That's two. The third part is, the reason I don't say it isn't because uh, that I don't think in certain situations it could be funny. But you know my friend Tim. And so this is what I'm going to ask. You know my friend Tim. You mm-hmm. met Tim. Tim came and met us at where? In Irvine or something? I think so. Tim's been one of my best friends. For life, I mean, since college, and so your best friend is black. I have one. I have two people that I consider my best friends, like you. Have two friends from, right. and I have uh, one's Jew and one's black. Okay, those are my two best why, friends. Why have we heard that before? I have a black friend. No, but Tim is. Uh, I'm really close to Tim, and Tim heard, has heard me do that my jokes and he thinks it's funny in that context. But Tim also feels like just for the sake of saying it, even just to make it funny, isn't funny. And I have a lot of respect for Tim. Tim is like someone that, you know, when you talked about how we, we're friends, but we haven't got to that, that point where, right. you, where you just fucking drag it out, those knockdowns. I haven't snuffed you in the nuts yeah, yet. Yeah. Tim and I have. And Physically gotten in a fight? We've gotten pretty close to like altercation. Like we right. got, we got, we've gotten really... Heated in some in some in some arguments. But you ain't never knocked snot out that nigga's nose. No. So uh, 
but it's more respecting for for people that I care about and the way that I address my life by not doing certain things. That being said, that was that was for well, that that holds the bar. But when you said what's funny, okay, I agree with you. I obviously display that on stage. It's just in certain situations when we just try to make it funny. If you had a skit, if you showed me something when you wanted me to do the scene from uh, Django Unchained, and let me apologize to you because because because. I think that I, I was so in the heat of the moment, I didn't realize something. And I realized it when I was driving to the airport to come out here and I was listening to the episode of the podcast. When you ended the podcast and you said, uh, this is Andy, Nigga News Network. Remember you said not, it? Not, not, not. Not Nigga News Network. And I said to you, Nigga, don't do it now. That's bad timing. Actually, that was perfect timing because after all that heated moment, but it, it, it was the, the timing was good. It's just the way you said it, said it. But, but, I, but if you had, if you had done it like a classic anchor yeah. and went and signing well, off, I'm Andy Steinberg for not nigga news network. Yeah. That was the perfect ending and the perfect timing. It's just, you didn't do it. Like it was a sketch. You just said it flatly. Cause I was, but, but cause I felt, I, mentally I forced myself into it that I didn't right. want to do, but it was, but it was perfect timing. And I said it wasn't, but my bad, go ahead. Okay. So fourth part is, is it funny? Well, let's see. This is the other thing. Uh, I, was, uh, I got an email, and it was from somebody that asked me while I was listing out, because they said you sounded heated too about the time when, uh, when I was saying people in comedy who like, I felt had my back, who would take care of me, like, right. or just people that were open to me. Like, you know, I could walk in. You, do, you know how it is sometimes, especially in L.A., when there's a group of comics and somebody from the outside kind of knows one of the comics and then, right. and then the other ones are like, who, who's this, you know? Right. And when I was, that's what I was talking about, the people that I, I knew that would, you know, invite me in, yeah. make, make, make me part of it, you know, family. Uh, and, I, and I named a few people. And someone wrote to me, why didn't you say Aries? Why didn't you say Aries? Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, and to me, that was a given. Like, we, we hang out. Right. We go out. We're on the road every week. Right. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't think that that was something. And somebody said it sounded like you. You caught maybe a little agitation for that because I didn't name you in it. No. So, Why no, the fuck would I care about that? I, I, that's, what I, that's how I feel like. That's known. It's a given. But right. just for all the people listening, I just want to say Aries. Mm-hmm. I love you, nigga. Oh goodness! <laughs> Second email. <laughs> okay, uh, is it still funny? Is it still funny? Uh, yeah, because I'm a comic, so that's funny that to me. Not, it's funny to is me. Is it necessary though? Was it necessary yeah. right now? Yeah. You tell me. Nah. See, to me, it just felt contrived, and I was working it to to make a point in funniness that isn't that funny to me. <sighs> I should snuff you in your nuts. <laughs> um. Take Tim, take whatever it is you got going on with Tim out of your professional life. Well, he isn't paying my bills. That's exactly. That, that's so, the- so you're going to let one motherfucker who you have respect for, who's never at your show, stop you from doing what you got to do? I respect his his life, like how he likes to live his life. and, and But his and, life ain't your life. No, but I respect the people that he has in his life. I respect him, and that, that's what it is. But you know what? When it comes down to it, Aries, I really did. I spent a lot of time thinking about it, too. Like, I thought about it, and does Tim pay my bills? No, Tim does not pay my bills. Is it funny? Yes, sometimes it's funny. Does sometimes it feel contrived to me? Yes. What I just did felt contrived. 
Was it funny, like on the outside? Maybe, maybe not. Is it funny? And that's the biggest question. When do you know it's funny? When you hear chuckles. That's right. You don't know walking into it if it's funny. You don't know. Like in my head, I don't know that it's funny. We don't funny. really know technically anything we spew out of our mouths is going to be funny. Until it's we get all a gamble. But sometimes we really know. I mean, yeah, when you're professional and you, and you like, if, of course, you have a gut instinct that tells you, oh, this is going to be good. And, and sometimes we hit the mark right on the bullseye. Other times we fall completely flat. I asked you yesterday when I Instagrammed that, that thing to the ladies, the questions to the ladies. Yeah. Ladies, if you gave a man with Tourette some pussy, how would you know when he's, how would you know when he's coming? That was funny. I, now, of all the responses I got, one lady went, that's not funny. But everybody else was dying. Uh, I think that's funny. I think, though, like when, when we get to certain words in our vocabulary that, that right, like retarded, Right, like you, you, you use those three. You use three words on your on your set. You use retarded, faggot, and uh, and nigga. Those right. are the three that you say are the words that like kind of make people right. tense up. Right. The joke that you do has to rise. It, it, it's one thing to be funny. Just to be a funny joke could be a funny joke. But when you throw those words in there, that joke has to be funnier than those words in order to get to incite the laughter. Right, but sometimes you know, key words. Uh, are like ingredients, you know. Right. Some one ingredient is better than another, you know. It's still the same dish, you know what I'm saying. But one ingredient can make or break the dish, you know what I'm saying. Like when I say fat black women are shaped like the shit emoji. Remember when I first started doing yeah. that? I, I the first time I did it, I went, "What's funnier, shit or doo doo?" You know, fat black women are shaped like the doo doo emoji. Is doo doo something about doo doo? Is funny, but shit's more effective. Yeah. So I went with shit. That being said, though, all I'm saying is I don't always feel like my, what's, when it comes out of me, it's going to be funnier than actual the word. By the way, if people are counting at home. I used it twice so far. We're going to get. I'm going to keep a. I'm going to keep a, count, a countdown for you by the end. Uh, okay. Uh, podcast episode seventy six from Polk two o three. Aries, a little bit of a long email, which I apologize for, but some stuff I want to tell slash share with you. Long-time fan here from Connecticut, not from the rich parts, who came across you back in high school when you were tearing it up on Mad TV. Ever since you filmed your last episode of Mad TV, I've been trying to follow you as best I could. Thanks to YouTube, the past couple of years, I've been able to hear and see your newest stuff. And I came along your podcast around episode 40 or so when I heard you name and uh, possibly get possibly mentioned on the Tiger Belly podcast Bobby Lee does. I think someone on his crew mentioned it during a conversation on an episode when I heard that. You best better know I fucking went to Apple Podcasts and subscribed to your podcast. And I got to hand it to you, Aries. You have a great outlet and sidekicking Andy. Aw. You guys more or so are my now favorite podcast. I have to say you're a comic who is very underrated and should be at the same ranks as Hart, Rock, Chappelle, or even bigger. I like this nigga. You, sir, are a comedic mastermind who can work any kind of material and topics in your craft, along with the various topics you bring up and talk about with Andy on your podcast. I just listened to episode 76, and I'm upset at myself for missing a chance and opportunity to see you perform or travel for work. Besides a resident of Connecticut, I want to apologize for the snowflakes you had to deal with at your show and the rude, extreme liberals who got up and left after your show. 
Connecticut is filled with these type of douchebags. I'm surrounded by pompous liberals who are social warriors who believe they need to stand up against every little thing that doesn't involve or impact them directly. I place a high blame on Yale being here. I don't know if you ever hear of the shit that goes on with those kids. From classes being shut down for days when Trump was elected and offering counseling to students who were grieving over Hillary's loss to female students who are pushing for women to join fraternities. So they, I'm on page two. So they feel more safe. I hate being surrounded by people who are beyond being a liberal, and I hate how you have to watch what you say around here and, in, and out in public. People get so easily triggered as you have dealt with firsthand. I don't take sides in politics as I think it's all rigged and a played scam and a false sense of our votes mattering. How the fuck do we get crooked and shitty businessman, businessman and a former reality TV star slash host as a president? I'd rather be an anarchist. 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 Then side with any political party at this point, but that's just me. I respect your views, Andy's views, or anyone else's, as we are entitled to it. Just don't spew your, view, your views down my throat, is all I'm saying. Almost finished, people. Aries, I admire you for being and you and staying you true to yourself and not changing your active views to conform with the current state of society and people, people who get easily offended. I enjoy how you speak your mind on social topics and how you handle them in both a comedic way along with intellect. I like this nigga. Man, I also want to say I love how quick you are on your feet with hecklers or pointing out people in the audience for their antics. Your stand-up special when you point out the miserable-looking woman and saying her pussy tastes like cold french fries is hysterical and still makes me laugh every time I hear that. You make it look easy, LOL. Aries is a big fan. I got three quick questions for you, okay? I die laughing from your voice impressions from Shaq, Middle Easterns, to your rap as LL, Jay-Z, Snoop, and DMX is on point and amazing. My question for you is, have you ever heard of Mets or ever heard of slash met Pablo Francisco? And what do you think of him as a comedian and his voice impressions as well? I have to say that both of you have your own funny Arnold bits, and that gets me every time. Uh, Pablo's hilarious. Um, Whatever it was he was going through. I think the boy has a narcotic issue, but I hope he cleans it up because he's a funny fucking guy. Uh, and his Arnold bit is fucking golden. This is the tortilla boy. Back to tortillas of mine. Get down. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is little tortilla boy. He's fucking hilarious. Um, question two. From brief things I've heard on a podcast, Mad TV sounded like it had a mixed feelings for you. During your time there, are you still cast? Are there still cast members you stay in contact with? Any chance we might be able to hear from hear some of them on your podcast as guests? I'd like to hear about the stuff that went on both on and on set and off. We did have Mo Collins on uh, early on, uh, and that's my girl. Listen, Mo Collins is my girl. Deborah Wilson is my girl. Um, Will Sasso's my dude. Um, you know, but it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, I don't I don't really talk to these people because we just don't see each other um, when we and, and if we do run into each other, you know, again, if I were to see Michael McDonald, it would be a quick. Hey, how you doing? And keep it moving uh, just because, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I like Mike. Mike likes me. But, you know, there's certain people you just bond with tighter. Um, I got to work with him one time. Did you? Yeah, um, nice dude. Nicole Sullivan, same thing. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, my God, good to see you. Cheek, cheek, kiss, kiss. Keep it moving. But Deborah, Deborah's like my sister. Uh, I love the shit out of Mo. Will's my dude. Um, and that's about where the buck stops. Um, 
And Frank Caliendo is my guy. Again, when we see each other. And I know I touched on this in the last episode of the podcast. Again, in the moment. A lot of people in show business are in the moment. Um, so, again, real friendships, not really. It's just in the moment. Hey, how you doing? When the moment passes, so does the friendship. So uh, I hope that answers that question. Um, last question. Uh, when did you know you made it as a comic? Was there a defining joke, location, or event that made you realize you're in the game and on top? Sorry again for the email. Just a Stoke fan who's been wanting to write to you. If I had made it to the show in Connecticut, I would have liked to have the opportunity to shake your hand and say thank you for making me laugh and keep making other laughs, brother. Uh, making others laugh, brother. And maybe grab a quick selfie with you. I wish you nothing but continued success, growth as a comic, and more opportunities to rise for both in the stand-up game and acting game as well. Hope one day you'll get a Netflix Comedy Central special. Um. I've had moments, or I think I have moments uh, as a comic. I don't know that I've truly, you know, made it. I mean, I remember Patrice said in an interview, what's it? What's making it? So it's, I guess it's all your definition on what you consider making it. Uh, making it to me is when I don't have to work anymore. Um, and if I said fuck it today, everything would be okay. Um, and I'm not at that point. Uh, you know, um, I don't mean to sound like this, but I want, I want the dream, man. I want the big house. I want the fucking cars. I want the lifestyle. I want the, I want the adoration. I, I want, you know, I want, I want the big shit, you know? And I, and I think sometimes that sounds tacky to say, uh, I don't know if there's any humility in that, you know, I just want a little piece and I just want to be the best I can be. And I do, God knows I do. Um, but I didn't get in this to, to you know, uh, have a small neck chain. I want the big cable, nigga. I want, when I put my piece on the table, you hear. You want the championship want, ring. Yeah, man. I'm, there you go. I want the fucking ring. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, you you talked about it a little bit on um, Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast. Right. Because Greg was very, like, Greg's very comfortable as a comic, knowing, as he said, I'm going to crawl to the middle and stay there. Right. Because he could stay in the middle forever. Right. Uh, there's, the ebb and flow in the middle is, is a lot less rocky. You know, right. it, 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 you don't bottom out. But, uh, I mean, dude, you've been doing it a long time. You, got the, you get the adoration from the fans. For sure. It's the machine that doesn't let you in. Right. Who dick I got to suck? To get a bit, no, stop. No, that's, that's jokes people don't ever believe for one second. Uh, part of what making it is to me is when I can go to Bucharest, nigga, and get some Bucharest bitch to be like, you know, I don't even know what a Bucharest accent sounds like, but I want to suck these dick. Almost Bucharest pussy, nigga. Isn't, isn't making it, though, really when you can get multiple projects and you can say no whenever you want to? Yeah, like top-level shit. Just be able to say no. Just say no, nigga. Because you don't want to do that. Or because you don't want to be somewhere where it's cold in the winter. Right. Right. Now, I'm not going to do this one. I'll do this one because it's sunshiny right. and it's in Hawaii. I was looking through Instagram yesterday and, uh, like, Henry Cavill, who plays Superman. Yeah. You know, he. I'm, I'm looking at his pictures and it's like, this. first of all, this thing is jacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, it's like he's a good looking dude. He's ripped. He's got the square, jo- the, the square jaw. 
He's a fucking movie star. Now, I don't want to get sidetracked, but it's like there's a picture of him in a fucking tailor-made suit working the red carpet in Paris to promote Mission Impossible. Then there's another picture of him in the, in the snowy Alps doing whatever he's doing. And it's just like, that's movie star shit. You got the looks, you got the money, you travel in the world, you promoting big box office movies. Again, I know that there are some women out there who, are, who, who will go, nope, doesn't impress me. But fuck you, bitch. You ain't never seen it, I believe. Like, to just go, hey, baby, I, I got to promote this fucking movie in France. What, what are you doing there? Can you go with me? Like, just don't even pack no luggage. We're going to jump on the jet. Go to France. Shop when we get there. All top flight shit. Maybe hit the beach. Go do red carpet. Get pictures taken. Have people fawn all over you. You know, stay in the five-star hotel, limo wherever we go, and I'm good-looking. I got a fucking Greek body of a god. But what pussy is not liquidating to that? The one that you want? Because that's always how it works, isn't it? At that level, I, don't, I think I, whatever you want, you get. I, 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 I can't even imagine that level. I can't imagine that. Who says no to that? It seems like there's always someone that would say no because that's how that's how men and women work. There's always a woman. Nah, but a that's man. at regular life level. That's regular top life tier level. shit. That's top tier shit, nigga. I'm telling you, I am 100 percent heterosexual. Not a gay bone in my body, but when I think about how sexy that is, nigga, my dick and balls is moist, nigga. I'm wet. And, and it's a female's DNA to moisten up. I don't know. Dude, I've seen, I, I, I remember I saw, uh, I guess it was one of them Saudi Arabia niggas, one of the richest dudes in the world. The inside of his private jet looked like the inside of a hotel suite. I'm talking master bedroom, chandelier above the bed, a, a, a room at the Waldorf Historia in a plane. Come on, man. What bitch at 30,000 feet? You getting your pussy ate in the Sh- Sh- Shalik Shadim's bed in the fucking edge of traveling. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oof. So that's making it? Some. I, I don't know. I'm not saying it's got to be at that level, but damn. I'm trying to crawl up to where Greg's at, so I don't know. I can't even imagine that other level. All right, well, you sleep in baggage claim. Nigga. <laughs> I'm, with the, I'm with the Shadiq Salim's shit. All right. Uh, Sergio Sosa, my man. It says, I smell pussy too. Damn, bro. This is for you, Andy. You read my mind when you were breaking it down to Andy. He is killing his funny. I've listened to some episodes and can only see glimpses of him being free and just being totally funny. He worries too much of how he will be viewed. He reminds me of my wife. Ooh, I always tell her who cares 
what people think. It's not your job to worry how they will view you. It's your job to be true to you and only you. I've busted Andy's balls a lot, but as you do, as you so eloquently said, if I wouldn't give a shit about you, if I didn't give a shit about you, I wouldn't give a shit about you. Come on, Andy, bring that shit. P.S. Theo Vaughn is one of Rogan's followers. He can't think for himself and wouldn't allow you on his show, just like Tom, Burt, Ari, and so on. Just saying. It's funny too because uh, no, no, with Theo, I, I, I do think differently because Theo's been there for me on other for other things. Uh, the, how many times have people said you should be on Tom Segura's podcast? And they're li- they're listeners of of Segura's the the mom's house. I might have I might have read that once or twice, and uh, I've seen it a bunch of times. And those people are fans of his, and they I've seen them. I seen where they, re- they they requested you to be on his show. Right. Not even a peep. That's all. Re- and I'm not going to say it's Rogan. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist and say that Rogan is pulling strings on all this or, or putting it in people's heads. But it is a big group of people that are surrounded by Rogan. Listen, man. Um, and I'm not saying these guys are doing it, but Chris Delia, Bobby Lee, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir. Uh, Bert Kreischer, is I'm saying it right? Yeah, but I don't... Uh, let me yeah. just say, like I said, this business is high school, and there's cliques. And I'm not saying they're doing that. They might, they might, Look, they probably wouldn't give two fucks about me, don't even think about me in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that Joe has some master influence or some shit like that. Um, but these motherfuckers are cliques, and they're loyal to their groups. Um, well, because it's easier to fight that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, so it be what it be. Um, and listen, I, if I, again, I, I, if I have, if it's up to me, fuck them all. I, I would, I would, I, I wish I didn't have to do anybody's podcast, but if, if, if I'm being told coming into the podcast world that the growth of, and the success of your podcast is is based off of doing other people's podcasts. So this is the road we must travel. But I, I would like to be able to say, fuck, I don't need none of y'all. No, of course, that would be the ultimate, but I still like doing other people's podcasts. I do, too, if, it, if, it's, if I feel like there's something to get from it in terms of, hey, we can both provide great entertainment. But, but With Adam Ray and uh, yeah, Ray, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a fun podcast. Godfrey was fun. Godfrey was great. I enjoyed Greg Fitzsimmons. The only one I didn't like was, was Fighter and the Kid. Um, and Adam Carolla's a little bit. Adam was just that's Adam though. That Adam, if he didn't yeah. ha- he didn't really have anything for us, and he just goes through his his, right, his thing. Right. Um, it's like sports, you know. Every team ain't a good team to play on. Um, but you know, fuck it. I, you know, I, I would love to be able to do it on my own or, or us on our own, and and not have to need help. I, I don't like depending on people at all. And and I'm you know, and I've been. My own man since I was 14. When I moved out, well, I, well, I moved, I officially moved out of my mother's house when I was 17. And I moved to California and stayed with my aunt in, the, in, the, in South Central for probably not even a year. But from the time I got on, uh, from the time I, I, I turned 18, never needed anybody's help. Paid my own bills, became a man officially at that. I started making crazy amounts of money from 18 and holding deals, and from there, never looked back. See, but in a way, I'm going to be honest, that worked against you as of today. 
because you didn't have like a crew, a network of people that you really surrounded yourself with, that you worked with and you worked together and you pulled people in and, and these guys have worked together. They have done things. So that's why they have that little that, that group, that click that you're talking about. And it, it seems like with this, and I'm not in this game, really. I'm really not. I'm kind of on the outskirts of this. But I'm in entertainment, but I'm fighting to get in. But it seems like the game of Hollywood, you need a group of people to battle Hollywood with. You need those people on your side. Yes and no. Um, because, again, everybody... Everybody is friends and a click um, in the moment. But then some niggas graduate and some don't. And sometimes graduation causes envy. Because when you graduate, and by graduate I mean you reach that next level of success. Fame, money, and what was a tight click when y'all were all in the same grade is different now because some niggas get left behind. And some dudes, when they graduate, their ego starts to go up. And and they they get a bravado, and they're not the same motherfucker they was when they was all in the same detention. You know what I'm saying? There becomes this air of nigga, I made it. What the fuck are you? And and that's great if those friendships stay, but a lot of times that shit causes envy and jealousy and bitterness. Um, so it can work for you, and and, and then at times it it might not. Because at the end of the day, the people that are going to say yes and no to whatever you're going to be cast in, whatever you're going to be a part of. A lot of times, uh, them ain't your friends, you know, unless unless you get to a point where, you know, you're like Adam Sandler and you are producing your own shit and you're starring in your own shit where you can make that call. Yo, Rob Schneider, come on. Yo, David Spade, come on. Yo, Nick Swanson, come on. So, you know, it can or it can't. It's no guarantee. Uh, last one. From Carlos Bonilla. Sandin, baby. I just read about dumbass at your Connecticut show. What the fuck is wrong with people? That's how one behaves at a comedy show. I was out of town, regretfully. You were in San Francisco last. But motherfuckers like this need to appreciate the, pri- the privilege of having the time to go to a show in the first place. Any crap. I have been a fan of yours for years, and I owe you a thank you. You're one of my favorite clips of comedy on YouTube. Is legendary is your legendary set at the 2009 All-Star Comedy Jam. It's 17 minutes, 21 seconds long. It's the one where Cedric introduces you. I watch this and show it to people all the time, along with your hilarious appearances on Sway in the Morning. I owe you a thanks because earlier this year, my girlfriend and I were going through a rough patch. She was depressed and not laughing much. One Saturday, I showed her the 2009 All-Star Comedy Jam clip of you. She went into convulsions of laughter. How ironic, because when I put my dick in a bitch, she goes through convulsions. Nearly crying. The most I had seen her smile in a long time. You created a little bit of magic that day for both of us. And I wanted to offer my most heartfelt thanks for doing what you do, keeping it 100, and working your ass off for so many years. You're one of the greats, man. I will keep checking your site for when you come to Cobbs in San Francisco Next, much love, Carlos Benilla out of Oakland, California. Thank you, Carlos, my dude. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. That's nice. Cobb, San Francisco, the only place where people want to threaten my life. Because <laughs> you said, nigga. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, thank y'all, man, for the, for the love. And we won't get too much. We, not, we won't. We'll leave the Andy nigga thing alone. He's heard it. He's taking his lumps. Uh, hopefully he's. He grows and realizes what it is. We got two in today. Yeah, we did. Uh, 
But there we go. Um, <laughs> I was as I was going through Instagram, uh, I saw this thing, uh, this really uh, big. F- I don't know. This is a really big fat bitch. Um, y- y'all ladies need to stop. Y'all are some of the most dangerous people on the planet. Because I know it's not cool to body shame. But this bitch had to be at least almost 300 pounds with the fucking, with the, as I say in my stand-up, the gyro meat legs. And so many women go, yeah, girl, you look gorgeous, girl. Get it, girl. Get it. You bitches, do you understand how detrimental you are to pe- to people like that? Like, I know you want to uplift their spirits and not shame them, but if you really care about her in the name of sisterhood, what about high cholesterol? What about diabetes? What about heart disease? If you really love her, tell the bitch to lose weight. What about she already got it? Okay, (laughs) she might. But if she doesn't, goddamn, stop the bleeding. Yeah. Like, y'all are in such this false ghost sisterhood that you're doing more damage than you're doing good. But this is with everything that this liberal, I don't want to I don't even want to use the word liberal because it's not really the right word. It's this it's this word of of this false kumbaya we're all we're all one. Applaud the spirit. But 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 uh you know, uh thumbs down to to the execution. You know, that's great that you you want to love yourself, but ladies, don't stop that bullshit. You're not helping her. Not at all. And it's amazing how many dudes was like, yo, you look gorgeous. Ooh, shit. Girl, ooh. I look, I yeah, some dudes do like That's the a big fetish, girl. man. That's a fetish. Dude, I, I told you I have a friend that really likes the big girl. That is a fucking fetish. Oh. Just mounds of... I'm out of shape and I can hardly breathe. I don't understand how people can get that big in... in, in, in manage a daily life honestly i'm not trying to be mean that's not that's not a mean thing to say Uh, my my stepfather was a big dude and uh uh, it it affected him negatively as i as i say that uh i was walking yesterday to jimmy john's to get a healthy sandwich to get a healthy sandwich and you were walking and i was walking um and the israelites were out uh i don't know if you guys know what israelites are but they're the black version of the kkk um not really you say not really? Not really. Why? It's it's a it's. Uh, have they hung anybody? Okay, uh, you're right. Uh, let me let me tone it down. But I'm just talking about in terms of the. Well, let me explain. Uh, so if you don't know, a lot of these times I was surprised to see them out here because really the only time I've ever really seen Israelites is in New York. Uh-huh. But the, they're these niggas who about five or six of them, and they stand on a street corner with a. a cheap microphone system um and they wear like these pirate costumes these weird costumes and they basically talk shit about white folks um and i mean i'm standing there listening and what was so funny was like literally eight five eight feet down from where they were was a cigar bar and mostly white people sitting there trying to enjoy their cigar and whatever else they was doing and the looks on their faces as these brothers were going on. And I just kind of felt like, damn, I almost know what it feels like when white people watch a Klan or skinhead street rally. The same embarrassment they feel like these motherfuckers. 
I felt that way. Yeah, because you can't the, separate the, yourself. You can't go, I'm not one of them. Right. The rhetoric, the white man is the devil. And the white ancestral beast that crawls on all fours in the caves, fucking their ancestors. He calls you a nigga and you fuck with this white man. You starve for this white man's love and attention. You want to eat arm, eat dinner with this white man, holding arms with this white devil racist cracker motherfuckers. And I'm just like, God damn, these niggas <laughs> is going hard in the paint. Uh, I don't know why I find it hysterical. It is hysterical. I just, I, because, and, and this is the thing white, I think white people really have to get over. When anytime they hear a black, like a black person say, these white people or right. white people, if you ain't one of them, you don't have to say anything. And here's the other thing. Uh, and this might be where racial stereotypes truly come into play. If a group of white dudes is doing that, white power, white power, the niggers in the middle, you feel like both as a black man and a white man. But let me let me just say as a white man, because you already know niggas want to fuck them up, but they're protected by the police and they have a right to protest or not pro whatever they call what you call what do you call it. That's not them protesting, is it? Yeah, well, it depends. I don't know. I don't know what the situation right. would be exactly. But yeah, but, but they have a right. Speech, speech is protected. Yeah, it's protected. But you you get the sense that, that even if you were white, you're going, boy, I bet you the black people that's watching this want to fuck them up and can. And there's even white people who are ready to fight them. Like, you sons of bitches, we're trying to be peaceful in love and harmony, and you assholes. But the Israelites, you get the sense they whip your ass too. <laughs> they saying what they saying, and if white people wanted to go, calling me a devil, I'm a, I fuck my sister, and I'm, I'm an inbred cave dweller, I want to fuck you. Nah. Yeah, I wish you would. I wish you. These <laughs> niggas will beat your ass, nigga. <laughs> so you have to sit there and take that ear bashing. I when, when they're in New York, I walk up and I just listen. I don't know why I find it so. It's insane, though. I mean, it, it, it's like, look, if they took off the silly Pirates of the Caribbean costumes, maybe. But on top of the, the, the ridiculousness of what you're saying, you got them fucking costumes on. Why do y'all need to wear them costumes? Like some of the, and, and you know, as they're, as, they're, as they're preaching, and some of, listen, some things they say, you go, well, okay, in terms of, and we need to look after our black women and take care of our daughters and stop twerking and acting like hoes. We need to read and, now you gotta fucking applaud that. Yeah. Take care of your daughters and you be, protect yeah. the black woman. Um, but again, like, nigga, I want to be with you on on the shit that makes sense. But nigga, you got on a Pirates of the Caribbean outfit, <laughs> nigga. Some of that pro-black, yeah, brother, back to Africa, daishiki. African wardrobe is horrendous. Them daishikis and them long fucking bedsheet outfits. Fuck that, nigga. They're, they're made for that climate, though. That's what it's made for. People's clothing. This is the the clothing that we wore. The original, the indigenous uh, uh, clothing that the people of whatever land wore was to to feel comfortable in in the weather that they were. The European suit, right. which forced upon everybody all over the world. Well, listen. Um, when it comes to wardrobe, I am an American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rocking. 
that African garb, nigga. I'm not doing it. You you were never a big cross colors fan. Uh, they had those African colors and uh, all the. Uh, you see that shit's gone. Yeah. You know, uh, no, and I really wasn't when it was what it was. The most African I got was the '90s uh, necklace with the with the. Remember that? Yeah. The '90s necklace with the African, African yeah. uh, map in the on the circle. Yeah, and then on the other side, the the flag. The, yeah, the flag, that, yeah. I, 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 that was that uh, tribe called Quest. What was the rap group? Oh fuck! That was real popular in the '90s. Uh, X X X something, oh. X X Van Glorious. Remember? No, man. I told you I took a, I took some time off. Fuck! Of it, it was a tri- not Tribe Called Quest. That's Q Tip. Yeah. But the other one, it, it was they were all Afrocentric and everything. They had the Africa paraphernalia on and all that oh. shit. Zulu something. Zulu X Clan. I don't know. Oh fuck! You rap heads know what I'm talking about. Man, I I don't. I told you I took a break from black folks in the '90s. Right. That's right. Right. I got I got married to a very nice Italian woman, and we moved away from uh, from uh, Tucson. I didn't know anybody right. in Phoenix. I had an idea uh, based off that Israelite shit. I thought would might be a funny sketch. What if they had racial alarm clocks? And <laughs> but it's not an actual clock. It's like it, a Siri. No, no, no. The, while you sleeping, if you white. The Israelites come into your bedroom while you sleep, and they set up the speakers and shit. And, they, and the white man said, <laughs> when the devil incestuous fucking dogs, and that's how they wake you up. Like, if you white in your suburban home, you, <laughs> and it's them niggas standing right in your bedroom preaching that shit. And the same thing for black people. Two black couples sleep, and the Klan comes in, and they're burning a cross in your bedroom. And they say, white power, white power, and they just wake you up like that. That'd be some startling, scary shit. I, I think that maybe a bunch of them... Liberal people are getting woken up by that because they seem to be very uh, uh, neurotic about anything that anybody's saying or doing. Right. So I, th- I think they might be startled from the morning till the end of the day. Right. Because um, we had a lot of those. Honestly, I don't know if you noticed. Right. I've noticed. But we had a lot of those uh, uh, want to do good liberal people at, at the shows this weekend. Mm-hmm. White, white folks. Because when I'm telling my jokes up there, right. I got a lot of, like, I got I could see black people were laughing. Not all black people were laughing. Some black right. people were laughing. White people were just, <gasps> I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but in the front row, there was a bunch of white, white folks up to my right on the first show Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were going to lose their mind. Really? Yeah. No, no one else was losing their mind except for right. And just verbally outward. <gasps> oh, my God. I can't believe that. Right, right. Um... I got in town on Thursday. Uh, you didn't get here till Friday. Uh, and it was open mic night. Um, and Doug Benson was um, headlining. headlining here. Uh, Doug's a nice guy, man. Really Super nice. fucking nice guy. Nigga smokes weed and everything. He's cool. And I'm, I'm not, this is no slight to Doug. I just, in general, I've always said this. I think it should be mandatory for white comics to have to do black rooms. Because I feel like with with certain white comics, there's a level of laziness. Like, like I, to go on stage, and maybe that's just someone's style, but to just please, I'm not trying to shit on Doug. It's not what this is about. But I just, I just went. Even in this club, 
here in Tampa. I go, my first of all, his audience wasn't a nigga to be found. Mm. And I just went, there's no way that that flies with my audience. And granted, my audience is, is, is very mixed. I come with a mixed bag of nuts. I get a lot of white people. That's, I like that. I prefer that. But I just went. And, you know, like always, second shows for some reason are more black people than the first show. Both shows, both second shows, Friday and Saturday, it's amazing how that demographic changes. But I just go, no way. No way do you survive during one of my crowds with that shit. And and I just, some white comics, man, I just go, black people, they put that pressure on you. They, 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 they get in your ass. And I I don't know. I, I just think that that would eliminate a lot of comics, man. If, if, if it was mandatory, but there's, there's just different styles from both kinds of comics. There really are, especially when you're coming up. Because I'm going to tell you, the black comics, when I was coming up, use, share a lot of street jokes. They do a lot of things that are common. The upper level of black comedy, I've always been the best. Right. To me, Chappelle. Uh, right. uh, oh, so prior, you're talking about the, the lower tier guys. The, the lower tier guys. Right. The, White the, people do this and black people do they, that. And they share a lot of that, right. Same, right. that same kind of material. That doesn't fly either. But... I know what you're saying about, especially more of the alternative. Like, Doug falls into that more alternative off. Right. off but he's found his own crowd, people who get high. And, 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 and you know what? That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I was like, I don't want this to come off like I'm shitting on Doug. No, I didn't feel that way. It you know, felt his, like style. That's his style. Yeah. And his style has his fans. I just, you I'm, know, his podcast is Doug Loves Movies. And they're just all high talking about a movie. And uh, that's how Doug does his, his thing. Right. You, know, you know, the funniest thing to me about Doug, though, is, uh, you know, he keeps his set, like he keeps some jokes, not necessarily his set, but he keeps jokes phone. in his pocket, like written on a piece of paper, right. like a, cr- a crumbly piece of paper, right. just in case the weed kicks in too hard and he loses his place. He just pulls out his little piece of paper and puts it back in his pocket and moves forward. God, I, I wish I could go on stage high because something tells me. I would be able to reach into that that that, that, that next level. Why have you never tried it? I have. That's why I don't do it because I failed miserably once. I freaked out. Oh. I just I do. That's why I say when I smoke weed, I don't like to be moving, nigga. I I, I the most I like to do is play my video games because it, it it makes it more intense. But yeah, I, I, to perform, I don't want to have to do nothing. Um, but let me get to, to, to the open mic. It, it's weird, dude. Like I, I've, first of all, I've never done an open mic. Like when I, even when I started out, it wasn't open mic. I did a, I did a yeah. set. Um, and I went, dude, if, if I had to, I think now in 2019, if I just started comedy, I, it, it's scary. Like, like, like. Just watch it, and you can really feel and see the difference between a seasoned comic and an open micer. I mean, it's not even again. I've, and I know I've said this. Even when you go back and look at the old Death Jams, yeah, Bill Bellamy, me, all the guys, and we were we, not polished, but we weren't open micers. 
We were far from open micers. No, you've been, you've, but most you, of the people have been performing quite a while. Right. And you could still see the difference between then and today. Well, like yeah. I said before, today we're like, we, nigga, it's so mastered. If, if, and I don't want to use the word master because it makes it seem like we're finished. You're never finished. But there's a difference. But looking at open micers, you just go, wow, you really don't know what you're doing. It's, 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 there's a, you feel for them. Like, like, it's cause I'm a comic. I'm going, Ooh, that's rough nigga. Cause you can feel their energy, nervousness. They're scattered. They don't really know what to direct. They don't have any tricks yet. Yeah. When something ain't working, nigga, it's obvious it ain't working. Like even when we on stage and I, and I don't want to speak for you, but when I do a joke and I know it ain't working, or if I'd say something new that just didn't get what I thought, there I, I know how to do a trick and make a turn and get the next laugh to where it seemed like that didn't just happen. I know in my head I'm going, oh shit, that didn't work. No, but oh it, fuck, it didn't. But I know how to on the with the shit, and the audience will never know. No, nah, last night I I. Uh... I did a I did a new thing that just about being here, and I did it the first night I was here, and I, and I did great with it. And last night, early show, I, I, and I was I was mirandering. I was I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't on my game, and I and I and I was like, this is going terrible. And so I go, okay, well I'm going to get him with this part, and it didn't work. And then I go, okay, you got to get out of this. Just go right back, go into the joke, man. Just get get him into. And I went right to where it should work. I just couldn't crawl back in. But see, here's the thing. You know that because it's you. And you know what's supposed to be where in terms of the responses and how how intense the responses should be. To an audience... You just look like you're doing your set. Yeah, but I, they don't, they don't I look see, like an average comic at best. I know, but they don't see or feel what you're feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I it, it, Truly, you know. Um, it was disappointing, but then I came back at the second show, and I told you I was going to get him in the second right. show. Because I was, I was, I was, I hurt my own feelings. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know that was possible, but I hurt right. my own feelings. Right, right. Because I knew it was me. And even though we can say that it wasn't, I still take responsibility for it. Well, like I said, the crowd was lame. But... I could have been better. And so I went up there and I went in and I swear I'm not feeling good this weekend. I'm not making excuses. But after I was done, I just went upstairs and laid down. And so I, I gave it I, I gave it everything I had because I wanted to right. fucking win. Right, right. And I, that's the thing that can can and when you're an open mic, you don't have that. You don't have that. Like when you play with ba- guys like NBA players, you ever play basketball with any NBA players? Never. Okay. NBA. I've never played basketball with regular niggas. Okay. NBA players, it's it's awesome because you're playing with them and you're playing with them and you're like, hey, I, you know, I can I can play right. this back at, several years ago and, right. and, a, and and about 30 pounds ago. But like I'm playing and I'm like, hey, you can play. And as soon as you piss one of these guys off, as soon as right. they get the feeling that they you show you think, who the fuck they are, they just put that next level in, and it's done. You're right. standing there. They remind there. you, like, oh yeah, this nigga plays in the league. Yeah, right. They're looking at you like parents playing with children. That's all it is. Right. And that's how, like, they, I don't think that, like, when you're in open mic and you're 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 pushing and and you're dying, you don't have a gear. You don't have right. another place to go. You don't have right. anything you can jump into and go. Okay, right. this is how it is. Right. And I and I think you know that that's one when they ask you that question. Uh, when did you know that you made it or like you were? To, I was listening to that and and there was a certain joke that that made me feel like okay, no matter what happens now, 
even if I'm not doing well, I can hit this joke and I'm gonna right. I'm gonna survive the set. Right. That's that 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 was something that I thought about when you were saying that. You know, it, it was it was funny uh, as I was looking at some shit on YouTube. I was seeing uh, Michael Jordan at the age he is now at some of his basketball camps, um, all little kids. And someone wrote, these kids have no idea who this nigga is. To them, this is just an old man with sneakers. Not knowing who this motherfucker is. And at one point, now some of the older kids, maybe in a, you know, uh, 12, 13, Michael's d them up, kind of, sort of. And they would do a little move and shoot the ball and score and the whole crowd would go, ooh, like you scored on Mike. And it's like, even Mike letting you do shit gets a, ooh, <laughs> you did something against Mike. Like, Mike is letting you do this, nigga. There was a couple times that the dude would try to drive past them. Mike wasn't even squatting. This nigga was damn near standing straight up with a hand up and let the kid b- breeze by him. And these kids were acting like, oh, you drove past Mike and laid it up. That's when you know you're a legend. When you let niggas do shit and that gets applauded. Yeah. Like you did it. You really crossed Mike up, nigga. You really drove past Mike and laid it up, nigga. Come on, man. That's that's legend right there, man. You got us on basketball right now. Uh, last night, um, I, I don't know if you're paying any attention, but I know you're a LeBron fan, though. Yeah. Current player. best. And then I want to get back to the open mic. Okay, sorry. Uh, you saw that uh, Phoenix Phoenix beat L.A. last night. Well, somebody wrote on Twitter, ever since LeBron said playoff mode activated, they've lost to the Pelicans, the Suns, and the Grizzlies. So They forgot to bring their super twin power rings to unite. Yeah. Uh, let me get back to the open mic. Go ahead. Just sorry, sorry. No, no, but let me end this here. This LeBron legacy shit is over. Stop the comparisons to Jordan. Oh, you guys, you're going to start they, this they shit might, again. They, they might not even make the fucking playoffs, the Lakers. This man, knock it off. You 3-6 Mafia niggas, knock it off. LeBron's legacy is it's, it's cemented in terms of, yeah, Hall of Famer, great player, probably one of the best, even though that feels to me a little premature. Um, the top 10 is getting crowded these days. Yes. Uh, and he's in the top 10, yeah, right? but it's crowded. Right. Um, but, yeah, knock this Mike shit off. This nigga's not looking – it's not looking good for him. But anyway, um, you know what I love, though, is, is, is whatever kind of bravery you think you have in terms of you being funny, go up on an open mic to see the look. I'm, I'm telling you, man, you could see it in the eyes. That's like when, when – when, when, and now I'm back on sports a little bit, but – Basketball players used to say, Michael used to say, dude, you can see it in their eyes. Certain players don't want it. They're scared. That open mic shit, to get on that stage in front of strangers and to be funny. They say public speaking is the number one fear. If you didn't have to tell jokes and you just had to go up there and read some shit, that's nerve wracking. But you're not having to make anybody laugh. You're just nervous because you're speaking in front of people. But you, all you got to do is read what's on the paper, and that's it. To try to evoke emotion 
out of somebody. Emotion. That's a good, that's the better word than laughter. Right. But it, okay. Yeah, I like it, but it is better than laughter. That is scary, nigga. Yeah. Because it ain't like singing. Like even if you could, even if you're not the greatest singer, but you can sing a little bit. People just have to muscle through hearing you. You just you just sing it till you're done. Laughter. If you ain't getting no chuckles, nigga, and you know your that's your whole point. Whew, you feel it. You fucking feel it. You know, I, I think what you feel even more than anything else is the people that are looking at you with encouragement on their face. There is nothing sadder than when someone looks at you like trying. Like they're pulling for you. People, like we want, oh, oh man, and I don't want you to kill yourself tonight. Right. Please get please get a laugh. Right. Please get a laugh. And it ain't happening. But that's the greatest thing is to go through that though. That's you didn't you didn't have to do that. I did, and there was plenty of times when it fucking hurt. But but Oof. but to want to go up, you know, after I got after I had a set like that, right. I wanted to go up somewhere else. I wanted to find another open mic. I wanted right. to go up. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to find it, whatever right. I fucked up on. And, and and that's when you know you want to do it. These people who bring out 20, 30 of their friends and they get these laughs doing this uh kind of inside jokes that their friends right. know right. and they think they're killing it. Right. I, this one dude came up. He did an open mic. Idea, and it sounds kind of mean, but he came up and uh, he brought his like fraternity house and he went into this room and it, it was, it was a good sized room right. and he killed the room, man. No one knew that like right. the regular people there were la- laughing because other people are laughing right. and he destroyed the room. And I saw him walking around like, this is my first time. Right. I fucked up this right. room. I kill him. I can do this. I can take anyone out. Right. So I said, man, hey, you, and I saw him, and it just, something in me as the comic, and in right. my room, and this attitude that he had, it just, it just all kind of made me feel the wrong way, and I just looked at him, I go, hey, man, I go, you fucking killed the room, man, you, you fucking, I mean, is there any way, is there any way you could come out next week, because it was a weekly show, right. and I knew that if he had to come out the next week, that he couldn't get all his fraternity brothers to come back out, right. they already saw him this week, <laughs> so he's just going to come back on his right. own, he came back. And he went up on stage, and he had his feathers out. Man, he right, was ready to, right, you know, right, give it to the room. Right. And everything just tanked, Died. just right on the floor. Right. And he got off that stage, and I wanted to go up and grab him and say, "Hey, man, you know, we don't always hit it, you know, but you, right. you know, keep try, keep coming. Obviously, you see, you have some work to do, but you, right. you, you have something, you know." I couldn't even catch up to him. He ran out the door. Uh, he was gone. I never saw that dude again. I feel kind of bad about that because why? maybe because well, I don't feel bad because he never had it in him if he didn't come right, back. Right. I just feel bad that I broke someone's spirit a little bit. And no, then, you didn't break his spirit. He, was, he, he, he got what he deserved. But you, this shit humbles you, man. It you does. Can't, you can't fucking walk around like you that dude, and you know what I mean. That, 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 it just shit humbles you, man. And none of us get out of this without taking some uh, bumps and bruises. That's for sure. Um, you know, and again, the thing I love is guys who are funny at the family picnic and the reunion and the classmates and the friends. Or on Twitter. On Twitter. They have an air of arrogance because, you know, they make their friends laugh. And it's like, again, there's a difference between playing ball in your backyard and putting on an actual NBA uniform. Right. And even sometimes I get, even like in Connecticut, um... This dude passed me, and he said, uh, I see you got them Tims on. And I paused, and I went, nigga, is that a joke? You got jokes? 
And then when he came past me the second time, he was like, yup, I got jokes. So I said, okay. I purposely, before the show, stood within eye range of this nigga and stared him down before the show started. And him and his whole table was looking at him, look at me, and me look back at him, and they got to whispering, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? But I would not stop staring at this nigga because I wanted him to know, nigga, if you want to go down this road with me, this is what I do. Now, you already tried to give me a sample with, is those your Tims? Which, if there was a joke there, it might make me go, oh, shit, this nigga got a jab. Nigga might got an overhand right. You couldn't even make that funny. I had on Timberlands, brand new Timberlands, fresh, clean Timberlands. That's your shot. That was that. He, that was your shot. That's what he took. Oh, nigga, you, you, come on, man. And that's the same, and you got to do that because that's the same guy that's going to shout out shit during the show, right? But then here's also what happens: you get on stage, and it'd be different if it was like, you know what? Okay, ten minutes in, I'm not really getting the crowd. Maybe I tell a couple jokes that were clearly duds. He's got every reason now to poke his chest out. Oh shit, the nigga ain't really. But from the gate, I'm in your jugular, nigga. Biting down on you like a lion, nigga. I'm on your jugular, motherfucker. You see how the crowd is reacting. You gonna still put your dukes up? So, sometimes these niggas that get brave because they funny at the family picnic, that ain't the same as this. The stand-up shit. Yeah. It's a different animal. Dude, even last night, though, when I said I gave it everything I had, <clears throat> right. I was up there, and I, I felt like I had him from right. uh, beginning to end. I felt right. like I, there was there was a moment in there where it got I I, I, I let off the pedal just a little bit because I, I wasn't like I said I wasn't feeling good, but I, and then I, I got back on it. But I felt like from beginning to end, except for like ten seconds there, I was killing the room. I had it going, right. and they were into everything I was saying. And I got off, and I was like, okay, good, fuck it, put it together. And within three minutes, not even three minutes, within your first joke though. That fucking first laugh louder than anything I got. And it fucking pisses me off. Like, I was like, fuck Aries. I was in the back. <laughs> I'm killing myself trying to get these people to laugh. Yeah. And you come up and you do, I think you were in your third joke. And it was just the laughter, which I thought I had great laughter. It was like, like if my was on one, you were on, one was the top that you could do. Mm-hmm. You went to 1.5. You were like, it was just louder. Obviously louder laughter. And I was like, I mean, what do I have to do here? I'm the champ, baby. I got a lot of work to do. Champ. Shit. Um, humbly, I say that. Because I'm, I'm still... Dude, I'm still trying to figure out... Dude, the, you do this, an hour and 20. I, no, no, I know, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure out that next hardcore 30 minutes. And I don't have it. I just... But I'm also not fucking putting... I got to get off my lazy ass and go take the beatings... At some of these inky dink rooms, I think when uh, in the next few months, as your as your uh, as your path changes a little bit, I think you'll have a little bit more opportunity to get into that. Yeah, and he has some more shit to talk about. Yeah, um, I think that's it, man. That's the hour. Uh, I wanted to tell you one thing that I saw in there. Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This motherfucker's ex-wife wants him to pay three hundred thousand and her lawyer fees and she's seeking i think it was sixty thousand a month 
for child support and somewhere around 90000 for alimony. You fucking bitches. Because what you didn't see, though, Aries, is that every alley-oop that was thrown up for Kevin Garnett, right. she, she guided the ball towards his hand. All the free throws she'd made, all the hard charges she took. You fucking broads. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Come on. That's sodomy. Me too, baby. Me too. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're going to be in... Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, yeah. We still got to get some good barbecue. Have, did we do? We did Gates. I heard. I, I got. I got a well, list. Gates of, always brings. I know. But, but and and uh, Gates is one of the ones on that list. But I got a list of the other like top five, which Gates is right. on. But I got a list of some of the other one. I think it was Pete's or something. I don't even know what it is. Right. I'm not going to say the name uh, because I'll get the wrong name. But I got a list from someone who used to live out in Kansas City, and he guaranteed me these places to go. Okay. Um, Patreon. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. YouTube, Aries Spears. Pandora, Aries Spears. Facebook, Aries Spears. Instagram, Aries Spears. Uh, you guys know this fucking routine already. Cameo, Aries Spears. I feel like you guys... I, 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 we got to check in again. Are, are we growing still? Are yeah, we, we're, we're growing, but we're, we're kind of in that place. We just we need to get that push. We're just... We're right... We keep hitting that around that same number. We need we need you guys to tell some other people about a share. If you see our our, our, our silly little logo with our with our uh, with our name and uh, and just just share that, please. It'll help um, us out a ton. And then the guys from Gas Digital said uh, to give them a call mid April. Okay. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens with that. All right. Uh, all that being said. Kansas City next week. Oh, andycomedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. And thanks for the short shirt sales. I have been having a few shirt sales lately, which makes me think that someone's listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kansas City Improv next week. Uh, that's it. Smooches, y'all. Yeah. Uh, if there's a if I sound really Jewy today, it's because I'm fighting a head cold. So uh, if there's a uh, like Zyrtec one sp- sponsor of the podcast, you can send some shit my way. No, you said nigga twice. They're not putting you on. Oh, twice? I thought three was the... Oh, okay. They might allow you a third. If, yeah. After three, they might say, yeah. we can't. Yeah. I'm going to keep the countdown. Try to keep it always under three. Oh. All right. We're out. Pussy ass, nigga.